All right, all right, all right. It's Friday here at Locked On Canucks in the middle of August, so that means it's time to debate some very random but very pressing topics, okay? Pedersen versus Hughes, who would you rather? How long is Tonka going to last? And what else? Find out next here on Locked On Canucks. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, hey, welcome to another episode of Locked On Canucks. My name is Trevor Banks, Canucks writer and credential media member for Daily Hive Vancouver. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Go visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. And before we dive into the show, we got to thank you for tuning into Locked On Canucks. It's your team every day, baby. Make sure you go subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. Now, right now, okay, Kyle and I, we've hit the quota, okay? Three days a week here in the summer, but guess what? We've been here five days this week because we love talking to you, the listener. I also enjoy talking to Kyle, and I'm excited to see where the conversation goes today because I just got a lot of random things written down here that we're going to debate and talk about. Uh, Kyle Bowen, first and foremost, how are you doing, brother? No, I like uh, I like doing this, you know? A, living the dream, and B, just talking whatever Canucks. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. By far and away, way more addicted to the Canucks than I am the Green Bay Packers, and that wasn't the case for years and years and years and years. It's it's really something else when you do things for your friends, and Trevor Beggs, you are the reason why all of this is happening. Locked on Canucks, your team every day. Your Canucks every day, Kyle Bowen, Trevor Beggs. Shout out to everyone that's joined us over the last week, but shout out to the, to, to the OGs as well. Okay, for real, Hayden. I'm gonna I'm gonna say IQ, even though he's not he's not the biggest fan of the show anymore. Hey, Harpoon, man. What happened, to IQ? Hey, we're yeah, not gonna touch on it. Okay, it he, 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 we're not gonna touch on it. Okay, Harpoon, though, we're gonna touch on Harpoon at the end of the show because that guy is just, <laughs> yo, that guy needs to eat a sandwich and drink some water. Anywho, locked on Canucks again. Your team every day. Let's talk about it. Pedersen versus Hughes, alternate universe. You got to pick a team. If your team loses, your family is getting shipped to the South Pole. They're not going to be exter- they're not going to be exterminated. Nobody's going to kill your family. I'm, I'm just saying they're going to be shipped to the North Pole. If your team loses, who are you picking, Pedersen or Hughes? All right, I guess I'll start off, and this is a tough one. Again, when we're thinking one player on your roster, who would you rather keep? Don't worry about the cap or dollars. Don't worry about any of that. Just mm-hmm. for Pedersen and Hughes, which guy would you rather have on your roster? I think the trendy answer would be, go with, to, would be to go with Hughes, but I'm going to go with Elias Pedersen because I just look at this Canucks team, and I think he is really the straw that stirs the drink, to use a, a cheesy metaphor here. But you know, Elias Pedersen, again, coming off of a 100-plus point season, looking like an absolute animal out there. And when I just when I look at what Pedersen brings to it compared to what Hughes brings, you know, you can look at kind of the the models and whatnot, which say like statistically Pedersen provides more value to the Canucks. But I do think the eye test kind of matches that as well. Like I picture the Canucks without Hughes, and I think they're obviously a worse team, but I think they're similar to what they are right now because the team isn't great at defending with or without Hughes. They still give up a lot of chances with or without Hughes. Again, that's not a Hughes. It's just a bad defense. But if you take Pedersen off the Canucks, I don't think the Canucks are scoring nearly as many goals. Whoa. Um, 
Pedersen's just such a driver, even strength, such a driver on the power play. And again, I think he's just kind of hitting the peak of his powers as well. So, you know, between those two players, you know, I think they're two of the best players in the league right now, but I'm taking Elias Pedersen. Wow. Good answer. Both great answers. And before I go on a ramble, uh, let me ask the people, do you think we've seen the best from Quinn Hughes? Because I feel as if now we're getting closer and closer, hopefully putting it out there that Quinn Hughes plays on a good hockey team. Does that mean he turns into a way better player? Possibly. He's been making strides. A way better defensive player. This guy knows how to do just that, become a better hockey player, even though he's already 94 overall. Does that mean he's going to take it to the next level offensively? Maybe. So again, is there another level to Quinn Hughes? Because I think so. And because I think so, I'm taking Quinn Hughes. And I was driving to I was driving to the studio today, and I realized that this is what we'd have to talk about. And again, we do this on the daily. This is where my mind went. I really thought about the fact that the Canucks, although they've never really had a player like Pedersen as well, they just never had that defenseman. And I want to hold on to this for a very long time. I want to see this through. And I know we're not really relating the question to, you know, the Canucks overall. We're talking about a do-or-die game. Your family's on the line. But the appeal for Quinn Hughes and him still feeling new and refreshing because of where he plays, it just, it helped his case. Okay, it helped his case. It really did. And we're talking about one game. I think they're pretty close. Like, if Elias Pettersson is 95 overall on a really good day, Quinn Hughes is 95 overall as well. These two are just that that important and that that lethal they're they're really up there you you said it earlier right uh the the both these players are some of the best players in the league we're blessed we're blessed but i'm taking quinn hughes you're taking patterson uh comment below on that as well who who are you taking yeah 100 percent. and you know you look at quinn hughes you know he was tied for second among defensemen last season with 76 points in 78 games i think this guy's cresting the 80 point mark probably Shouldn't say probably. I think he's going to crest it maybe as soon as next season. Um, so How about Quinn 90, Hughes, though? How about 90, though? The NHL is changing. I, I, think, I think it's They're... possible. I, I think Quinn Hughes could put up similar numbers to what Kale McCarr has been putting up. Whoa. Kale McCarr this season missed 22 games, but he has 66 points in 60 games. I could see Hughes hitting 90 points in 82 games, um, which would be incredible, right? I, I know it's more common now than it was 10, 20 years ago for defensemen to hit that mark, but even still, it's it's a special thing for a defenseman to have that many points. But yeah, Hughes, obviously one of the best offensive defensemen. I would say even one of the best all-around defensemen in the NHL. Mm-hmm. And Whoa. Patterson was one of um, one of 11 guys to hit 100 points last season. So both two of the best players in the NHL. Kyle, maybe let's do one more Patterson-Hughes debate uh, before we get to break here. Between Patterson and Hughes, who should be the next captain of the Vancouver Canucks? Um, I'm going to say Quinn Hughes. And we can go into, again, this conversation, the debate, the skill, the talent that both these players have and all that jazz. But I'm just going to go straight to, the, straight to the point. I'm not trying to be surprised here. I'm, I'm kind of, I think I'm already seeing the Canucks and I'm already seeing the team photo and Quinn Hughes already has that C on him, for real. We, we've seen what the coach has said, blah, blah, blah. But we also saw him show up to the season end pressure in a, in a suit. Uh, the press conference at the end of the season, he's the only one really in a suit. And I feel as if the suit wasn't even really tailored. You know what I'm saying? 
but he just i think at the end of the season him and talkit after game 82 had a little like 10 minute meeting in the uh in the coach's room and talkit just just shook his head in a certain way and that told quinn he was like oh, oh dude i'm gonna be the captain next season i better show up tomorrow for this press conference or whatever the right way and anyways because he wore the suit he he's telling us he's the captain am i am i looking too deep into this i don't think so no, I think uh, aside from the suit at the end of season media availability, I think just talk its comments about Hughes and Pedersen and their leadership. I mean, we talked about it before every day or no. Uh, he was kind of showering Quinn Hughes the praise in terms of how much he's grown as a leader. And he said Pedersen is kind of a quiet guy, but he talks mm-hmm. a little bit more. Like his praise for Pedersen was much more muted. So I think Hughes will be the next captain of the Vancouver Canucks. But I'm saying it should be Elias Pedersen. Uh, okay? No, no, no. We're talking about this, okay, okay. Come on, come on, come on, come on. I, I, I have to cut you off too because you got to think about this too, man. Like, yeah, Quinn Hughes is the most vocal to it to the room, maybe to talk it as well, but even to the media. You know, the fact that he threw shade at the Canucks for doing Tanner Pearson wrong, it really shows that mm. he's willing to really do that for his brothers. You know what I'm saying? And yep. I've seen the comments. You know, Pedersen. You know, being ridiculed for being a little media shot now and i'm not really blaming him because remember this guy wore designer shirts and there's a lot of people in town that wanted him out or taking photos you get what i'm saying that really happened so i don't blame Pedersen to you know changing his ways because before he was you know banned from being himself from the market uh, there was that phase especially in his rookie year where he was the most entertaining guy most real guy giving interviews do you remember he spoke his mind. He had a little bit of attitude. You know, he was showing answers with this. You know, anywho, Bexy, I'll let you take it, but I had to get that off my chest. Yeah, fair enough. I, you know, I wouldn't say Quinn uses a bad choice, but, you know, I just look at Leas Pedersen. I think he is the hardest working player on this Canucks team. I think on the ice, he is the de facto leader. I mean, he's not barking as much as Miller is out there, obviously, but I, I see Peter Pedersen as the leader of this team. And obviously, Vancouver's got a long history of, you know, sweetest stars leading this team. I think Pedersen can look to a guy like Henrik Seen, look to a guy like Daniel Sedin, maybe even look to a guy like Marcus Naslin in terms of how they were able to handle it and the pressure cooker that is Pe- Vancouver. You know, I think Pedersen and Hughes both have ice in their veins, but I do think Pedersen, I, I just see him as as the leader of the team moving forward. And I think the captain, I think Quinn Hughes, again, talk about ice in their veins. You know, I look at the captaincy as maybe his motivation. Not that these guys need motivation, but I, I do think it would really light a fire under Petey uh, I mean a lot to him to be named captain of the Vancouver Canucks, especially considering the Swedish lineage in this organization. Oh, of course, man. Of course, that matters. That's some real stuff, man. It, it matters, but I, I, I'm going to be wrong at the end of the day because it's going to be Quinn Hughes who's named captain <laughs> of the Vancouver Canucks. Let us know in the comments, who would you rather have between Pedersen and Hughes and who do you think should be named Canucks captain between Pedersen and Hughes? On the other side, the debates, we're, we're going to fall down a, a bit further down the rabbit hole. Maybe talk a little about Rick Talkett. I might even bring up Mikhail Samuelson. Who knows where this is going to go? But first, I got to shout out FanDuel, okay? Football season is about to kick off, and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl, and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. Quick, Kyle, who was winning the Super Bowl in 2023-24? Dude, I'm so loyal, man. The Green Bay Packers. Don't be oh, get out of here, man. They're not even winning more than six games, man. Dude, Unbelievable. Come on, man. Tell me I'm, the love. I'm, I'm going I'm to cut you off right there, okay? So you can pick any team to win the Super Bowl and get bonus bets for every victory. If you want to get more bonus bets, you'd be better off not picking the Green Bay Packers. But hey... 
no matter who you pick and you get those bonus bets you can use them on spreads player props over unders and more so visit fanduel.com slash locked on and start earning bonus bets with america's number one sportsbook that's fanduel.com slash locked on by the way, before we get back to the show, I got to remind you again that every episode of Locked On Canucks will be available on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, your favorite podcatcher at 4.20 p.m. for no reason at all. Again, every episode of Locked On Canucks at 4.20 p.m. for no reason at all. Let's get back to the show. Okay, okay. We back on Locked on Canucks, your team, every day. And shout out to the shout out to the West Coast. Shout out to Surrey. We always show love to Surrey. But we're sending love, man, to the interior, man, for real. Love and peace. And in in, in times like this, when I'm on this side, you know, being blessed, not just feeling blessed, but actually being blessed too. I can only hope for the best, the best case scenarios. I know it's tough to see, but I'm just putting that that out there. And one love to the interior. Again, on Lockdown Canucks, your team every day. You're Canucks every day. And Begsy alluded to this earlier, man. We went overtime this week when they want us to rest our voices in August. But addiction, man, it's a it's a hell of a thing. And I just want to let you know on that note, before you talk about Mikael Samuelson, that I quit smoking cigarettes, man. After three days of trying to change the voice, I realized I don't got to change for anyone, okay? For anyone. Trevor Beggs, Kyle Bowen, Locked on Canucks. I just quit smoking. No more Belmonts in this thing called my life. No more hacking darts. And breaking hearts. Bagsy, let's talk about it, man. More random Canuck debates, banter, scenarios. All right. Uh, first and foremost, no, congratulations, Kyle. I'm glad you quit smoking. I know I went to your house earlier this week. Flush that cigarette down the toilet. I even flushed the rest of the pack, man. It's like 20 bucks down the toilet. And a shout out to our one commenter who told you not to smoke Belmonts. Not because smoking's bad, but because Belmonts are too expensive, okay? So shout out to that commentary. You know, commenters always showing us love. And sometimes not. We appreciate it either way because mm-hmm. love us or hate us. It's go, Canucks, go. I'm going to do one more current or, or future-looking debate before kind of diving into the past a bit. Rick Tockett, okay? Rick Tockett has now been coach of the Vancouver Canucks for oh, about half a season now, maybe about six, seven months. How long will Rick Tockett be coach of the Vancouver Canucks? Tell me the last day he's going to coach for this hockey team. First of all, toxic bags, man. Honestly speaking, bro. <laughs> toxic bags, man. Let us know in the comments below if that's one of the greatest nicknames for the darkest dude, not only in the program, but the darkest dude in the West Coast media market. For real. I, I can't believe you. I'm not even going to answer this question realistically because I know the saying, right? It, it, it eventually ends for everyone, especially in the GM spot, and really especially in the head coach spots in professional sports. But I'm going to I'm gonna say never, okay? I'm going to say never because wow. I want the best. I want the best. I want the best wow. for this guy. And one thing that I've been 
hearing a bit more, seeing it sometimes on Twitter, but I think even rank wide, the podcast had like a bold prediction show and they, I think Jeff Patterson said, oh, one of his bold predictions, again, just being bold, just having fun, was saying that Tockett, with this system, with some motivation, with some new players, can win the, the Jack Adams. So take that. And I don't think that's really that much of a stretch, just based on the optimism of this program and the Canucks needing to take the next step. I think them doing so, because, again, they need to. It's just going to look really good. And Hawk has been around the league for a long time. He would look good with the Jack Adams trophy. You know what I'm saying? Anyways, you answer this question, man. How long is he going to last? When's he getting fired? When's he getting fired, You're calling me the darkest guy in the program. I was going to take the optimistic route as well, okay? I'll start by saying this. Canucks Nation has been through enough pain and suffering over the past 10 years. Something's got to go our way, Okay. We got Hughes, we got Pedersen, we got Demko, new management in place, the new coach in place. I'm not predicting a short shelf life for Talkin'. I think the Canucks under Talkin' are going to go on a run. It might be three years from now. It might even be four years from now. But the Canucks are going to make a run to the Stanley Cup under Rick Talkett with Whoa. Elias Pedersen and Quinn Whoa. Hughes leading the charge. So I'm going to say, you know, in 2026, 27, the Canucks are winning, winning the Stanley it. Cup. Yeah, thank you. Thank there you. we go. Come on. Okay, but, you know, obviously, every, everything good comes to an end. So I'm going to say... In November of 2029, Canucks got off to a slow start. They weren't so good the season before, but in that 2029-2030 season, Talkett's going to lose his job just before the end of the decade here. Or, you know, it's 2032 and Talkett's still the head coach, two Stanley Cup rings. You know, he gets to do whatever he wants. He gets to leave when he wants, right? He's never really getting fired, even if there's a slow start. But he's like, you know what? I want to open up a bakery. And sell muffins. (laughs) Have you ever heard of a mango pie? I ran a, I ran a poll. I ran a poll after uh, Pius, who used to be pious on on the program, got signed by the Canucks, and I was like, "Yeah, what's uh, what's everyone's favorite pie?" You know, I said apple pie, cherry pie. I think I threw in mango pie, just to just to do it. And mango got no votes. Yeah, I've never heard of a mango pie, so that's probably maybe maybe you could be the first. Maybe it'll be mango pie guy. Yo, Begs, you said a lot of things there. You got me motivated. You got me inspired because, you know, you used the word Stanley Cup. You connected it with the Vancouver Canucks. I think you loosely connected it with Rick Tockett, but you brought up Patterson and Hughes again. And, you know, both of us just, you know, said some glowing things about them. I used the terms 95 overall for both of them. I also said they can get better. Dude, with that combination, that work ethic, you kind of hear it in their voices. You see it in the way that Patterson plays. And Quinn Hughes, he doesn't, quote unquote, look like he's playing as hard as Pedersen, but that dude's too smart. Well, what's that saying? You know, Bexy, they probably use it a lot in, in the financial world. Uh, like something about like not working as hard, just being smart. Work, no, work like, smart, not hard. I don't know if he's that in the financial world, but <laughs> Quinn Hughes, baby. Quinn Hughes. Again, with both those guys, you, got, you still have like the Stanley Cup dreams. And I don't think it's delusion. It's this is not like Clayton Keller and Jacob Chickering, you know? It's not. It's not even close to that. It's it's literally two of the best players in hockey playing yeah. two of the most important positions. And we got to believe a little bit, man, because, you know, it hasn't worked out for the last uh, good chunk of, or good stretch of time. So got to believe it's going to work out one of these days. Let's end on one more random Hey, Begsy. Hey. Begsy. It's not Connor McDavid and Darnell Nurse, okay? 
Anyways, continue. <laughs> True point. Uh, let's end on one more random debate and feel free to hit us up in the comments with other random debates that uh, you either want to hear Kyle and I get into or, or you want to debate with us at some point. Maybe we even have a commenter on the show. I think that's an idea we've been tossed around as well. But one of the random things I wrote down on my on my big list of random debates was, okay, it's a one-game situation. Canucks are down by one goal in the playoffs. Who are you putting on the ice as one of your six skaters? Ooh. Brock Besser or Mikhail Samuelson? Wow, dude. That, you know what? I thought you were going to throw in like something else. You know, Brock Besser or Connor Garland. You know, some, some stuff <laughs> like that. I, you know, Samuelson for a while is a really, really, really good hockey player. Not like not one of those sexy hockey players, but if you were blessed enough to be a Red Wings fan or a Canucks fan, and you chose to watch, you know, eighty-two regular season games involving that guy whenever he was he was healthy enough to do so you realize that he was not just really good, but really, really smart. And I think Brock is as smart too. I think there's another gear in him, but if there isn't, this is definitely a a good comparison. Not to answer your question, I'm probably going to say Michael Samuelson because he scored a couple big goals. Maybe just one against LA in game one way back when, right? What What year was that, 2010? Yeah, it was a t- he was a beast in the 2010 playoffs. He had eight goals and 15 points in 12 games. Yeah, that's like until Brock Besser does it, like we ca- we we got to remember those things, you know. Got to remember those things, man. Because you know what really hurt him was like injuries and yeah injuries because he was doing it. Yeah, hundred percent. That, that's, and- that's how good 2011. Like that's how good that roster was. That. We were all delusional, all very hopeful. We all understood that we needed the most out of everyone. We needed luck to go our way. But Samuelson barely played. I just I just remembered. I think you told me the other day that he was still on the roster. He was hurt in 2011, if I'm correct. And we didn't care. We didn't care. Yeah, it, didn't, it didn't matter because the Canucks were such a deep, complete team, right? But yeah, Samuelson play, only played 11 games during that 2011 run because he was injured. Uh, the reason I thought this was a fascinating debate, too, is, you know, both guys, you know, Brock Besser obviously has more hype. Mikhail Samuelson probably a bit underrated. Um, obviously, Besser's got, had a longer Canucks career, but you know, Mike, Mikhail Samuelson, he has a 30-goal season with the Canucks under his belt. Brock Besser does not, although, you know, 29 goals in 62 games in his rookie season was pretty fantastic. You know, I, I got to go with our boy Brock Besser, okay? As much as Mikhail Samuelson came through in the playoffs that one year, you know, he's had he had maybe... One ish good years in Vancouver overall, whereas Besser, I think, probably created too much hype based on his rookie season and gets discredited for being a pretty good hockey player. Um, so I'm going to go with Brock Besser over Mikael Samuelson in a do or die. I need one player on the ice to score a goal. Let's go, baby. Brock Besser. So, so Samuelson didn't have like what was the deal he signed three years or something? I, I don't even know, but how many good seasons did he have with the Canucks? And, and, and sorry, people, we know. We're, we're talking a lot here before we get to Common Corner, but we're going down this yeah, rabbit so, hole, and this is what happens. Mikhail Samuelson had two seasons with the Canucks, right? 2009-2010, he had 30 goals, 53 points in 74 games. 2010-2011, had 18 goals and 50 points in 75 games. So hit the 50-point plateau on both occasions. Was really rock solid, as I mentioned, in the 2010 playoffs, but was battling injuries going into the 2011 playoffs. And I, I barely remember him playing, but obviously he was 
not in the lineup for you know more than half the Canucks games in, in that run. Man, oh man, we're really going down this this Canuck banter. And uh, Begsy, uh, I think it's it's appropriate that we practice these things because you know down the road, maybe the near future, who knows what the world brings, right? We just got to focus on the present, but. We're going to be talking for a while in front of people, right? Hosting some, I don't even want to call it live shows, just, just the Canucks, man. We're all, like, you know what I'm saying? Just, just chilling with the people, drinking some brewskis and talking Canucks. Who knows what you actually call that, but we're going to need some banter for that. And uh, this was good practice, man, for real. This was good practice, man. Locked on Canucks, Kyle Ballon, Trevor Beggs. Uh, did you want to say something before we got to Common Corner? No, let's get to Common Corner, buddy. We're, we're tight on time, man. We're getting to a half an hour. What are the ups going to do? Oh, no. We're, it's over for us. Okay, we'll see you on that side oh, no. on Lockdown Canucks. Okay, okay. We are all back. On Locked On Canucks, we are all Canucks. I mean, we are all Locked On Canucks. I mean, we are all Canucks. Kyle Bowen, Trevor Beggs, on the program. Subscri- subscribe. Uh, give us a give us a like. And let us know how we did on the podcast side, man. We got to connect to those people. Even if you don't want to leave us a review, leave us comments in the review section. And maybe you could join us over here on Comment Corner, uh, our favorite segment of the show. And we'll start that in 30 seconds. But before I do so, got to do it. Got to ask Begsy, how you doing, okay? For real, how you doing? Fans first, we know that, but it's also a friends first show as well. Got to ask the big question to your homies again. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. I mean, I'm I'm missing my kids. Now two plus weeks living the bachelor life. I got one weekend left, one week left until I get reunited with my family. Beautiful. So that's what I'm looking forward to first and foremost. But yeah, just trying to figure out how to live uh, live up for my last uh, my last weekend as a bachelor, I guess. So I'm feeling old in the sense that like not really want to pe- many people want to go and like party anymore. But uh, I'm looking forward to uh, the chill time, uh, you know, the backyard get togethers, the barbecues, the burgers, all that good stuff. And some man, time oh with man. you, buddy. Man, oh, man. Trevor's just been on such a rock star run. You know, he's such a hardworking man that, you know, it feels like it feels like everything is the same, but if I was able to release the details about Trevor's life factually on the program, I'm like, holy dude, you're just like, you're you're definitely a mushroom, man. You're a fun guy. You're a fun guy. Unbelievable, man. You really fun. Anyways, let's get to Comic Corner on Lockdown Canucks. Welcome to Comic Corner. Powered by paraphrasing. This comment comes from our friend Harpoon. If the Canucks can get four potentially late first-round picks for Petey, courtesy of a gigantic offer sheet, they'd be idiots not to take it. Remember Pasternak got drafted in the mid-twenties. Okay, so Harpoon, he's that dude. He is all over the place. But he's a big Canucks fan. And remember, we are all Canucks. We are all Canucks. So I'm listening. I'm listening to a lot of uh, what Harpoon is typing there. He's entertaining, and I do think... He has a point, but I also think he's way, 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 way wrong because Pedersen, and this is a strong thing to say, but I think we're about to see the best from him, is a generational talent. Yeah. That's bold. I, I 
that's man. We, we talked about the Canucks winning the cup today, so we, we were riding a high. I don't want to poo poo on that, but I don't, I think there's been maybe 10 generational players in NHL history. And as much as I love Pedersen, I, I don't, I'm not going to call him a generational West player. West Coast you're bias. Not, you're baby. not going to trap me in that, buddy. You're not going to trap me in that. Yeah, West Coast bias. I mean, Vancouver native Connor Bedard is going to be a generational player that I'm almost certain of. Okay, my uh, definition of a generational player, like, okay, that's one defi- uh, definition, but I think he's super good. I think he's going to take the next level. I think he's going to get to 115, 120 points, and then he's going to be that guy that brings the Stanley Cup to Vancouver. And, dude, you're known for 500 years, 1,000 years. They're not talking about yeah. Marcus Naslin after the Canucks have, like, five or six cups. You know what I'm saying? They're not. They're not. In, fi- in 500 years, they're not talking about Marcus Naslin anymore. Like, he's just going to be generational. Dude, they'll talk about the Sedins less. Like, the Sedins will be, like, lucky they they were twins. You know, that's going to be the story. For real. Anyways. Yeah. I mean, I think Pedersen can be the one of the best players of this generation. But I, I'm not going to go and call him generational. Uh, and, and as for the comment, I know uh, Harpoo was saying that, you know, David Pasternak was the late first-round pick. So, like, why wouldn't you just take four first-round picks for Pedersen? <laughs> There's also a lot of other late first-round picks who aren't very good. So, here, I just pulled up. 2015, which is considered like one of the best drafts in NHL history. I mean, I mean, hell, you could have been the Bruins. You could have taken J- Jakob Zaborl, Jake DeBrusque, and Zachary Sinishin. Is that worth it for Elias Pettersson? I don't think so. How about later in that draft? Okay, after Brock Besser, the players drafted Travis Konechny, good player. Jack Roslevic, good player. Noah Juleson, Yak- Jakob Larson, Anthony Beauvillier, Gabriel Carlson, and Nick Merkley. Those are more the type of players you find late in the first round of a draft. So to say that Pedersen's worth four first-round picks because it's going to go even if it's a contending team because you get four late first-round picks. It's BS. It's Holy. a huge gamble. It's not worth the risk. And if Pedersen got signed to a $12.5 million offer sheet by the San Jose Sharks, the Canucks should have matched it immediately. He BS. You know what BS stands for? Banter and satire. I just learned that. <laughs> what? No, what? No you, taught, no, you taught me something. That's not what I thought it stood for. No, I just made That's that okay. up right now. Okay, so so – I said generational because you know, I'm feeling you know, I'm feeling myself. West Coast bias, you, you dude. When you're when you're talking about the Canucks winning the Stanley Cup, that's like me taking, you know, the biggest whatever sativa. For, you know what I'm saying? I'm taking I'm taking it all. You got me juiced up. If I had to take it back just a little bit, by the time Pedersen retires and we're in the year 2146, when they're making those lists of the top 100 players of all time, Pedersen's going to be on that list, and there's. There's only truth to that if, you know, what you said earlier comes true, and that's them winning the Stanley Cup. Yeah, we end in the show on that note, okay? Locked on Canucks, you're Canucks every day. Subscribe, hit the like button. Shout out to everyone who joined us this week. Shout out to all the OGs as well. Remember, the OGs are getting invited to the wedding somehow, some way. Hey, brown weddings are big. Brown weddings are big. 500, 600 people, of course, is a chance. Why not? You only live once. Leave us a review wherever you stream the podcast as well and if uh, you hated the show but you're a canuck fan we're sending you just as much love as we just sent the ogs okay bagsy sign us out yep yeah like kyle said you know whether you're an everyday or you're occasional listener if this is your first time listening we love you okay hope you stick around and be part of the locked on canucks family moving forward because this is mid-august hey we're not, we're not even in training camp form yet okay let's go now coming up next week again a couple weeks to training camp one of the ideas I have for next week is ranking all the Canucks drafts in the 2010s. Also have a locked on F crossover episode that I did with Calgary Flames host Jess Belmonsto. 
that we're going to post in our feed as well. But that's coming up next week. For now, I'm Trevor Banks. That guy's Kyle Bowen. And you've been listening to Locked On Canucks.